0: Well, this morning in the songs that we sang um, are very much a part of what I'm going to speak on this morning. So winning winning or losing in the game of life or in the trials of life. And as we think of this winning and losing, and uh, I have a football illustration later. So those of you who like watching football and coming down to the playoffs and the Super Bowl and all that good stuff. Well, we're going to read James chapter 1. Uh, beginning at verse 1, James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given you. (coughs) But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything. Such a person is a double-minded and unstable in all they do. Well, um, I was thinking of uh, hard hardwood trees. Do you know where the hardest wood grows? I found. I know it's hardwood trees, but no, the hard, the, the strength of a tree is basically in its um, how it's been tested and tried in the winds, you know, the storms. Um, one individual called uh, these violent winds that come for storms and things God's way of pruning the trees. <laughs> And, you know, find the branches, of the, dead, dead, the dead limbs are broken off and on the ground while the wind is uh, God's way of pruning the trees. So most of the time, or when people, in the, in the days in which they built wooden ships, the main mast of the ship usually came from an area that, um, these, that would be, these trees would be tested by the, the, the winds that would blow upon them. I remember reading about a guy, an individual, who was um, testing, he had found this old, really old tree, and it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a hundred footer, it was like a smaller tree, um, you would almost consider it a shrub, but it was a tree, and he was wanting to see how old it was. And so he tried his way of counting the rings inside the tree, and he couldn't, it was so hard he he couldn't he couldn't penetrate it so that he could find out how old it was and so for whatever reason he cut it down and he found out that it probably was the oldest living tree on the planet because it was in such a, a, a an area that was usually where trees didn't grow and it was strengthened by the winds of adversity that came upon it, and it was so strong in its um, texture, in its, uh, uh, how that it was put together by the, the winds, that it was, it was like it could stand the test of time. Now, one of the other things, speaking of trees, um, whenever they were you know, planning, you know, they, they planned to go to Mars and put these um, bubbles up you know, for people to live in, and one of the experiments were that they were trying to grow fruit trees and they would grow trees inside of these you know domes that would be protecting them from the outside elements what they found out was that when the fruit got on the trees the limbs would break because the trees didn't have wind to cause them to be strengthened by, by the constant movement of the wind. So the wind then created, or was something that was needed to create strength in the tree. Well, count it all joy, or it is better translated, uh, consider it a sure gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. I didn't hear any amens. <laughs> when tests and trials come at you from all sides. We understand that Joy or gifts, that these somehow become gifts that come into our lives. And it really becomes a gift or a joy whenever we have a deeper underlying level of life and of faith that somehow God is using this to bring about something good in our life and our own in our own spiritual development. Someone, you know, whenever we think of these things whenever we face difficulties, sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes it's the fault of others. Sometimes it's God who is allowing these things to come. And sometimes it's the devil himself. But you know what? The response is, doesn't matter if it's me, if it's others, or the devil himself, or if God, he wants to bring about something in our life that is different from what we, are, what we already have. So... James, in this letter, he, uh, he calls the converts among the 12 tribes his brethren. So whenever we're thinking of this, you know, think of it for a moment, he's, he's, he's writing this letter to the 12 tribes of Israel, to those who are scattered abroad. And he calls them his brethren, which is a plural for brother, which is family. So James is saying... Family, when you find yourself in difficult straits, consider it a joy, a gift. So whenever we're thinking that we're not alone in anything that we face because we are part of the family. And the family dynamics means that our relationship with Jesus both discovers and creates this Tendency or this understanding that we belong to the kingdom of God and that we belong to each other and it becomes our relationship with God and our relationship with others that gives us strength. You know, the giant sequoias, um, another tree story, (laughs) the giant sequoias, how is it that they can grow so tall and weigh so many thousands of pounds and yet not fall, push themselves down into the ground? Well, the answer is the root system of the giant sequoias is maybe about six feet deep or ten feet, somewhere in there, and it all intertwines, and they're all joined together so that there's a mat of roots through the whole forest and that all of the trees support one another. And if you, you know, if one of the trees is near a source of water, it can share that water with all the rest in the forest. So they th- they thrive off of each other and they can maintain their height and their stability and their strength even in great storms because of the foundation that they have. So whenever we think of ourselves as my brethren counted all joy that we're seeing ourselves as being connected. We're connected by our roots. We're connected by our family. We're connected by what Jesus calls us brothers and sisters that we are his family so it's an important part then of our calling that whenever we find ourselves in trials that we can raise, we can rise to the occasion facing the trials because we know that our strength that our strength comes from god and so and it is also our obligation that when we see our brethren brethren brothers, sisters, in the Lord, in trials, we pray for them because no one is left behind. (laughs) It's not God's desire for people to fall out of the kingdom. It is God's desire to bring us closer to himself and closer to one another. So because of temptation and trials, (laughs) he's telling us, don't be in despair. Everyone goes through them. Sometimes we think that we're the only one. We're the only one that's ever faced this difficulty. We're there. No, we're not the only ones who've gone through this. Trials come and they, they come to pass. I like that one. They come and they come to pass. They're not here to stay, they're to, they're to pass. And so the trial then will bring about faith and character, hope, love. And it will, it will help us to understand the scriptures. It will help us to understand the presence of God. And, and we find in James talks about it how that we are to seek wisdom. So it isn't that we just sit there and do nothing in the trial. We have to do something with the trial. We have to do something. It, either it's in ourselves or, you know, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord or go forth and go through the Red Sea, you know. It, he, he has these challenges for us in our life, and the Spirit leads us in different ways and helps us to understand these things. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13 God is faithful, and He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation He will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. So we all face pressures, and there are always there are times in which they are overwhelming, and the obstacles seemingly are too big. We never dreamed that we'd be dealing with a sickness. We never dreamed that we'd be dealing with this type of problem. We never dreamed we would be dealing with this family situation or the neighborhood or the government or whatever. So it's easy to feel as though we can't take it anymore. But the scripture says that when God designed you, God took into account everything that you would face. And I thought this was interesting that God took into account everything that we were going to face in life. Every struggle, every unfair situation, God put in you the strength, the courage, and the ability to deal with it in a healing way, not on your own, but with Him. So that we would recognize that God is with us in the situation and God is taking us through the situation. When you feel as though the pressure is too much, it's because you're it's because you're stronger than you think. That, that, that phrase didn't kind of make sense. When you feel as though the pressure is too much, it's because you're stronger than you think. See, in our hearts and our lives, we think we can't do this. We think that is impossible. And we think of the songs that we just sang, you know safe in the arms of our Father, we find these things. These are are places of security in Christ. And so when we face these trials, we face these difficulties, God has already equipped us to deal with them. And the wisdom is is trying to find the Word and the Scripture, the Spirit, and put all of that together to give us direction in all of this. He did declare, you can endure it. God would allow you to get in the presence if he didn't. God would not allow you to get into the situation if he didn't know that he could get you through the situation. Not out, through. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation he will always provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Now, um, we may think... uh, a way of escape. That means I can run away. <laughs> I can get out of this place. Well, I thought of a football illustration. <laughs> Those of you who don't like football, it's okay. You'll get through it. You'll get over it. <laughs> so, in football, you've got uh, the center and you've got the offensive line and you've got the quarterback and the backs and the ends and whatever. So let's just think of it in the sense that the quarterback gets the ball, but what's on the other side? There's a defensive line, and behind the defensive line, there's a secondary line backers. They back the line in front of them, and behind them are a group of safeties to prevent from going further. So the quarterback gets the ball, he hands it off to the back, and what's the back supposed to do? He's supposed to go through the line. Well, <laughs> what is the, the mission of the defense is to make it look impossible. The mission of the offense is to open up the hole. And the challenge is the defense doesn't know where the ball's going. Okay? The devil doesn't know the plan of God. He gives us the difficulty, and we have the ability to know where God wants us to go. And in that moment, you see, he gives us a way of escape, meaning that he can open a hole where there was no hole. (laughs) He makes it possible for us to get through the line, the blockers or whatever. And so what happens is the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, the prophets and, you know, the, the... Disciples, they—they they are our, our line, you know. Or the Bible says we are we are encompassed by such a great cloud or crowd of witnesses. It's like we're in a stadium, and all of the heaven is cheering us on in this, you know, this Olympic battle. That, that and that's the illustration that was being used. It's like an Olympian, and so here we are in the Super Bowl of life, being challenged with. You know, in a way of escape. So we get the ball and we run the other way. <laughs> no. That's a way of escape. No, but it's you running a way through the difficulty. And so who makes the plan? God has the plan. God makes the call. We in with the call, head in a direction. And you know what? Sometimes those backs, they head to a hole and, it's, and there's not one there. And they just move over and go through another one. God always has a way of escape, meaning through. But you know what? Every run is not a touchdown. You're just trying to make a few lines, few yards, wanting, you know, if you make three, four yards a play, you win. You win the, the contest of 10 yards. That's all you need in a, in, a, in a series of downs. And so we find that our life is a series of events and that we are given the ability to penetrate and to head into the line now what happens whenever we don't do anything well if you just get the ball and you stand back there these guys who weigh 350 pounds are going to lay on top of you (laughs) they're going to come get you (laughs) because what are you doing back there i'm afraid i don't know what i should do i don't believe that god's going to take me anywhere I don't believe that this is happening to me. I didn't, you know, all the excuses in the world, what do they do? They paralyze us. God isn't paralyzed. He is giving to us a plan. And he calls here in in James, he's telling us that we are to be wise, not foolish. You know, I remember back in in high school, the coach wrote a play on a piece of paper it was a pass play, you know. And so he put it on a piece of paper for this game. He sent it in to us. You know, okay, here's the play. You guys run there. You block, okay? So one day in practice, the, the coach is standing there, and, uh, and we called it the paper play. And, and, the, and the quarterback says, let's do the paper play. Coach stopped everything. He said, who put in the paper play? I'm the only one who can give uh, plays in this huddle and into this group. And they said, well, you remember that play you wrote out of the, that game? That's the paper play. That's what we're running, because <laughs> it wasn't in a playbook. Well, God is the one who gives to us the plan. The plan is to recognize that we are his child. Recognize that God, we are on his side. We're playing for his team. We are Listening to the plays that God has for us. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer. Pray about the move. But never, there's only a couple times in Scripture, he says, Be still and know that I am God. Moses at the, at the Red Sea. <laughs> what are we going to do now, Moses? You brought us to a dead-end street. Pharaoh's coming. He's going to kill us all and take us back to Egypt. It was better than we, you know, grumbling and complaining. If you ever see a, a huddle where the players are grumbling and complaining and pointing fingers, they can't do anything. They can't go anywhere. Well, Moses hears from God. He prays. Stretches out his rod over the sea, over the Red Sea, and what happens? The wind comes and opens up the sea. God has a way of making a way. And in our life, God has a way of helping us to understand that in front of us is where we're going. You know, whenever he talks about the armor of God, the soldier, the soldier's armament is for the front, it's for going forward, it's for going into battle, living out our life. Did you know that the intent of evil is to make you fail. Your faith makes the devil cringe. <laughs> because he knows that your faith will destroy him and that he is ultimately defeated and eternally put in hell forever, but that day hasn't arrived yet, and every time we believe, every time we hit the line, every time we take our problems forward, knowing that God is with us, we are spelling defeat and letting the enemy know he is defeated, and we are victorious, because God has a plan. God has a purpose. So the trial of your faith brings honor and glory to the Lord. So we look at this and we find that the team that we're on has already won the victory. Why? Because our leader is risen from the dead. He died on the cross for our sins, rose from the dead. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He owns it all. And we're just, we're just putting in time. But we are redeeming the time because our days are evil. God is at work in our life. God is taking us from where we are to where he wants us to be. So the goal of the enemy of our soul is to somehow strike us down, to take down our faith. But it is by faith that we live. It is by faith that we continue to breathe. If God would remove his breath, his life from us, his breath from us, we would die. So we have the breath of God and people don't, recognize, oh, if God is, um, if God is there, let him, you know, strike me dead. You know, we do, they do those stupid things. Well, when your breath is gone, you're dead. But until then, <laughs> we need to know that the breath we have is that the life of God is with us. So the devil, the evil one, cringes at the faith of, uh, at the, at your faith. Because his own defeat and the victory of God is in front of him every time we believe, every time we pray. So, no matter what evil throws at God's plan, God uses it for his glory and his purpose. The way of escape is forward, the way of going is with God, and it is forward. And there may be a line of defense trying to intimidate us. But you know what? It isn't the intimidation of the defense. It's the strength and the knowledge that we have as an offense that we can do this. We can defeat the enemy of our soul. The enemy of our soul is already defeated. And we in our life can go into the line carrying the ball knowing that Our life has a purpose, and we may, we'll get tackled and we'll go down, but you know what, we get up and have another play. And it's a matter of getting up one more time than we fall down, getting up knowing that our purpose is not defeated, that God's plan for our life is still in front of us. So we need the trials as much as as we need the divine truth. Because the trials help us to know the divine truth is very real. The truth that comes to us is like the strength of the wind provides for the trees. That the strength that the, the wind provides for the trees, we don't see it. We don't look at the trees and see them blowing in the wind and say, wow, that tree's gonna be really strong. <laughs> well, the trials that come to our life, we sometimes they're, they're not a gift. But in reality, they are. When we got when we understand that trials tribulations, difficulties. It's all part of life. It's how we deal with them. It's how we go through the difficulties. And sometimes there's a line, and then there's another line behind it, the linebackers, and behind that there is safeties and other things to prevent us from going the distance. doesn't matter. God gives us the ability to find the right hole, a way of escape, you see, you don't find the way through the line if you're standing in the back. You have to go forward with the ball. And so the play is called. The quarterback hands the ball. Life hands the, God is the one who makes the call. Life, as it were, hands us off the ball, the difficulty. And we have the challenge of finding the hole. That God has set there for us and we are never defeated we're always victorious through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ amen I got a lot more but I think that's enough we can kick a field goal and go home (laughs) but as we look at all of this we look at the problems that come to us in life we'll read the scripture again consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters Remember here, family, the sequoias, connected, praying for one another. You have strength that comes to you because you belong to a family, family of God. And God will call upon others to pray for you. And there's a strength that's coming to your life. There's a strength that comes to your life because someone is praying for you. You're not in this alone. So, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, you don't score a touchdown every time you're on the ball, but you have perseverance. You, you, know, you get up and you do it again. You get up and you do it again. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. <laughs> It takes time to grow. It takes time to know how to run the ball. It takes time to know how to follow your blockers. It takes time to know these things. It just doesn't happen. You've got to know them. And so in our life, we have to know the Scriptures. Know, the, know that God is with us. The Holy Spirit is there to empower us. When we feel weak, He is our strength. That you may be mature and complete not lacking anything you may get knocked down but you're not lacking anything you have difficulties but you're not lacking if any of you lack wisdom wisdom is the ability to put together the events of life in a way that's going to be that that's going to find uh, the best course to go being wise is being, being able to understand principles and truth. The, the word of God and the difficulties and the Holy Spirit and the strength that you have and how that you can exercise and develop your strength. To go, and that's our faith. Lacking, nothing, not lacking wisdom, um, that you, that not lacking anything. If any of you lack wisdom, ask God who gives generously without finding fault it will be given you but when you ask you must believe and not doubt don't question and murmur and complain about what's this and what's that focus on where you're going and what you need to do focus on how you're going to approach it how you're going to deal with it how the God is going to see you through because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind That person should not expect to receive anything of the Lord. Such a person is double-minded, unstable in all they do. They are the person who gets the ball and they don't know the play. (laughs) They don't know the book. They don't know what to do next. So being double-minded, is God with me? Is God for me? No, God is with you. He knows the plans he has for you. The plans I have for you. I know the play that I want you to run. I have a plan for your life. And my plan for you is not to harm you. It's not for you to find defeat, but for you to find victory. You're going to hit the line. You're going to be tackled. You're going to be knocked down. But perseverance means you're going to get up. And God is going to give you wisdom from being knocked down. He's going to give you wisdom and understanding as the tree gains strength from the wind. So our life gains strength from difficulties. And Jesus, 40 days he spent in the wilderness, tempted. He was tempted in all points, like as we are, yet without sin. He is our elder brother who helps us and coaches us in the game of life by his word, his spirit. And his presence. Amen. Jesus, we thank you for being our strength, our comfort, our help, a very present help in time of need. So, Lord, let us receive your wisdom and guidance as we seemingly play, live out this life that you have given us. Let us live it with confidence and understanding, with grace, with mercy with love and purpose. For, Lord, we want to be like you, to love one another, to find our way, to discover your plan. Know, Lord, that we're not alone in this and that you will guide us. The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Thank you, God. You call the play. Lord, help us to fulfill and follow the play. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen.